Can we get an exemption from the NHL to eliminate the second period? If we did that, the Wild would be undefeated. We break down the Wild's 5-4 overtime win over the Senators today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, you can find Locked On Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Locked On Wild also free to listen all week long. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we recap the Wild's 5-4 overtime win over the Ottawa Senators, in which we saw a familiar game script in which the Wild blew a lead, played a great third period, and were able to win in overtime, although we saw it happen with a couple of different faces in this game. We'll talk about Kirill Kaprizov's first goal of the season and what this means for him going forward, as well as Kevin Fiala's best game of the season. Uh, We look at a couple of other areas uh, in this game as well, a full breakdown of the Wilds' sixth win of the season. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild part of your listening lineup. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild and a veteran Minnesota sports content producer. You can follow me on Twitter at Seth Topes, and uh, happy to have you along for a Wednesday edition of Locked on Wild, in which we've got plenty to celebrate, but also plenty to dissect as well, as the Wild win 5-4 to four in overtime last night over the Ottawa Senators. Um, it's basically like playing bingo at this point with this Wild team, um, and plenty of boxes that were checked tonight. Had a great start by this team in which it clearly showed that Ottawa was coming off of a back-to-back and they got trounced by Chicago in the first game of this back-to-back. So it showed they were lacking energy and the Wild just dominated play uh, early on in the first period. Got off to uh, a 2-0 lead and then, much as we've seen throughout uh, the course of this season, now not necessarily from a two-goal lead, but um, the Wilds give a goal back to the Senators to kind of get them back in the game. They then quickly score another. So uh, we saw the equalizer um, from the Wild. Uh, that was another check mark. is that the Wild did that a couple of times after uh, taking on some adversity, able to get the, uh, the equalizer goal um, to tie it up. Saw that a couple of times here tonight. Uh, We saw the dreadful second period uh, rear its ugly head, uh, courtesy of a couple of penalties. Now, one of those was on a challenge uh, that uh, that did not go the Wilds' way, but then that led to a power play, and um, that led to the Senators being able to tie the score at 3-3, and then once the power play was done, Senators take a 4-3 lead. Wild get the equalizer. We play an entirely scoreless third period in which the Wild thoroughly dominated play, and then we get the overtime winner uh, and the Wild head home happy, still in search of that uh, first full game of the season. Now, a lot of good and bad 
to uh, to take away from this game. But uh, let's talk about some of the huge positives um, that we can pull away. Uh, Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov, we've talked a lot about their struggles trying to get that, uh, in Kaprizov's case, that first goal of the season, and in Fiala's case, that next goal of the season. And uh, we saw a great effort from both players. Fiala playing arguably his best game of the season, uh, single-handedly willing the puck to Kaprizov for the overtime winner. A beautiful pass um, across the zone, and Kaprizov able to bury it for the game winner. Um, Fiala also was straight up robbed by, uh, by the Senators on uh, multiple scoring chances. And so Fiala looks to be getting very close to breaking his scoring slump, um, so far this season. And, uh, Kaprizov had a couple of great looks as well and, um, had some better chemistry with his line mates, uh, including Ryan Hartman and Freddie Goudreau here this evening, as we saw a little bit of a tweak uh, to the lines, which we'll talk about here uh, as well. Uh, some other boxes that were checked tonight. More great play from the Sturm, Duhame, and uh, Bugstead line as Nico Sturm picks up a goal and was frankly just sensational several times out on the ice, winning huge faceoffs and uh, did some great work on the penalty kill as well. And uh, we saw some great burst from Brandon Duhame. Starting to make a little bit of a name for himself as uh, kind of one of the enforcers on this team, not uh, shy about dropping the gloves, uh, and did that again here tonight. Um, we've also seen the uh, emergence of one Marcus Felino as to becoming a major player in this wild offense as he got a couple of goals tonight. Matt Dumba continues to be very good and uh, continues to be a very important part of this offense. And so it all culminates in the Wild being able to come away with the win again, despite not having that full 60 minutes yet. Still haven't done it because that second period, they really took their foot off the gas and the uh, the Senators were able to get back into it and take the lead uh, before the Wild were able to, uh, to tie things up there uh, and send it into the third period. Talbot uh, had some great saves tonight. Had a couple of opportunities where he really kept the Wild in the game. But um, he also had a couple of those goals that you would uh, like to see lead to saves and not lead to points for the other team. So um, some more uneven goaltending. And so that was another box that was checked by this team. But all in all, they, they show the ability to get it done. And, you know, that was, it's got to be, um, the biggest takeaway for the Wild in this game was uh, the play in the third period, which we'll key in on uh, specifically here in our next segment. Um, that was one of the most dominant periods I think the Wild have had so far this year. They sustained zone presence. It just was amazing save after amazing save by Gustafson. And uh, if not for him after the fourth goal allowed really standing on his head, um, this could have been a laugher for the Minnesota Wild. Um, they just they had a ton of high leverage chances, a ton of grade A chances from right in front of the net. Uh, Fiala had three or four separate breakaways that should have been goals. Um, Nico Sturm had a second opportunity to tap in that was just a straight up robbery by Gustafson. Freddie Goudreau had a chip in on the uh, the far side of the crease that 
Gustafson was able to get a glove on. And uh, Kirill Kaprizov had a couple of great opportunities, including a disgusting between-the-legs uh, attempt to go top shelf that uh, that Gustafson was able to get a shoulder on to prevent the goal. And so, you know, you look at the numbers and say, well, Gustafson gave up four goals. He couldn't possibly have been that good. This was one of the better closes to a game the Wild have had uh, this season and and even going back to last season as well um, with Kirill Kaprizov on the ice. Um, it was just it was an unbelievable finish to the period for the Wild, uh, despite not leading to a goal. So uh, tip of the cap to Gustafson for uh, for his work in the net for the Senators because, like I said, if not for him having an otherworldly effort here in this one today, Wild could have had seven or eight goals real easy. So all in all, it leads to a win for the Wilds, but uh, at the same time, we are still in search of a 60-minute effort uh, from this team, but uh, they got the start they needed, they got the finish they needed, and sometimes that's just all you can ask for. So we'll uh, we'll take it as the Wild now have uh, Saturday and Sunday games, and so we got a chance here the rest of the week to just kind of dive into things that we've seen um, and uh, go from there. So uh, just some surface-level reaction to what we saw uh, from the Wild here tonight. Uh, we will dig into a couple of other aspects of this game uh, the rest of the show today. Wild victorious 5-4 to four in overtime. We will continue our breakdown of the win next here on Locked on Wild. Do you hear that sound? That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you weren't aware, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale reaching customers online and across networks in an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. So head to shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NHL right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NHL. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Taking a little bit of a deeper look into the Wild's 5-4 to four overtime win, over the Ottawa Senators here tonight. We touched on all the things that we saw uh, in the effort here tonight. And um, I kind of wonder if some of what we saw in the third period was the Wilds getting tired of having these types of games 
where you have the good start, you have the bad second period, and we saw that in full force here tonight. Um, You wonder if they just got tired of seeing that because in that third period, um, it was it took everything that uh, Gustafson had in order to uh, prevent the Senators from giving up three or four goals because the Wild just were sustaining pressure and getting good looks um, in the third period. They really never had any opportunities for the Senators that looked like they were going to be able to, you know, tip the game in their favor. It felt like the Wild had control um, for pretty much that entire third period. And so maybe we saw a little bit of frustration being taken out and frustration especially from uh, the likes of Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov. Um, Their numbers tonight especially were very good. Uh, Kaprizov ended up with a goal and an assist. Kevin Fiala had a couple of assists himself. Um, And, you know, despite not... Uh, getting in the uh, the score sheet himself, uh, at least for goals. Uh, Fiala had um, a few grade-A chances. He had recorded three shots, although I'm going to be honest, I think he had double that because he had at least three breakaway opportunities that were just good saves by Gustafson um, to, uh, to prevent him from scoring. So I thought Fiala had uh, a ton of really, really great opportunities, and Kaprizov had six shots pretty much all of which you could have made a case uh, that they uh, maybe should have gone in here tonight. So a much better effort from Kaprizov and Fiala, but we're seeing the importance of having a guy like Marcus Foligno. And uh, we saw a little bit of a shift in lines here tonight as uh, Kevin Fiala was paired up with Jewel Eriksson and Marcus Felino, and so we go back to some of the success that we saw last year with Felino and Erickson Eck. You add that speed element of Kevin Fiala, who is, uh, I think, underrated on the other side of the ice, and so you want to have kind of that you know physical presence of Jordan Greenway to match, but you add Fiala to that mix, and you get some dynamic scoring on that line to go along with you know the... Um, the great bruising efforts that both Felino and Erickson Eck can generate. And the, that line looked great here tonight. You saw a couple of great, great A chances for Fiala. Uh, Marcus Felino able to capitalize with a couple of goals here tonight. Um, thanks in part to the, um, the outside shot creatability uh, that Kevin Fiala brings to the table. Um, so that line looked as though it was uh, it was doing the things that it needed to do. Um, you also saw the likes of Kaprizov with Freddie Goudreau, who is great tonight, uh, and Ryan Hartman. That line looked really good here uh, here in this one. So, yes, we uh, we maybe saw that in a you know in a bubble in a vacuum, um, having Fiala and Kaprizov on the same line maybe doesn't work. But then look at what we saw in overtime where you had Fiala and Kaprizov on the ice at the same time and it ended up leading to the uh, the game-winning goal. So maybe that's not something that we do um, during regulation unless it's, say, on the power play or in uh, extra attacker situations. But that, I think, is something that 
is a real weapon to use in overtime because of those guys' skill sets and the fact that there are only three players uh, for the opponents on the ice at that time. So we saw a much better effort from uh, from those two lines. I mean, that third line of Sturm, Bugstead, and Duhame was great again. And, you know, an unsung part is that the fourth line was pretty solid here tonight with um, with Adam Beckman, Connor Dewar, and Kyle Rau. Those guys were pretty good um, here tonight as well. So you have four lines that look the most complete that they have uh, pretty much all season. Uh, Kalen Addison, I thought, had a really good game as well and has showed, I think, that he deserves to be up with this team past whenever Alex Goligoski is back and deserves to have regular playing time um, in that mix because, you know, he's he's helping out on the power play. He fits right in as a, a Matt Dumba-type defenseman at the top of the zone that can just rocket shots at the net and allow for guys to get rebounds and, uh, and try to tap the puck past the opposing goalie. So he fits right in with what this team is trying to do um, and all in all, you know, there there are a lot of encouraging things uh, to see in this game, but I think more so is the uh, line combos being as complete as we've seen um, from this team so far this season. So I know I'm throwing a lot at you here, but uh, a lot of thoughts to, uh, to recap here in uh, tonight's game. And... Uh, We'll, we'll continue to break some of this stuff down more in detail here throughout the rest of the week. But um, I, you know, I, I was initially annoyed by that, uh, that second period. Um, but the way the Wild finished, I think you've got to be encouraged by that and the fact that they won the game as well um, were both great signs. So that's, that's kind of what I'm pulling from that. And so we'll, uh, we'll see on Saturday if the Wilds can get that complete effort that they have been looking for and have yet to get on the season. Uh, when we come back, I do want to discuss a notion that I think has become very popular in Minnesota sports, and that's the notion of playing not to lose versus playing to win. And so uh, we'll discuss that a little bit to, uh, to wrap up the show because I think we did see a little bit of that from the Wild in that second period. Uh, we'll talk about that and more to wrap up here today on Locked on Wild. It is fall, and as a result, that means the holiday season is coming up. But with the holiday season, that means tons of calories, tons of sweets, tons of food. And so there was no better time to introduce yourself to Built Bar than right now. You may look at the Thanksgiving table and see all the food, all the pies, and think, hey, that looks really good. I may have a piece or two. I know I do, but there is no better time, as I said, than to grab a Built Bar, which can be the perfect new holiday dessert for you. You can feast on something truly delicious and feel great about doing it. For instance, one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories. That's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and contain only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein packed in. So take a look at that coconut cream pie and swap it out with the Built Bar. Or go go Raspberry Built Bar instead of that Raspberry Pie. There are tons of great flavors to choose from to replace your favorite snacks. And Built Bars are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high-protein. They're covered in 100% real chocolate 
and a great option for when you're hungry or when you're on the go. And even if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough for you, you can grab a Built Bar or two to get you there. Make sure to share some with family too. Um, they make great stocking, stocking stuffers and it'll make things a little bit uh, less awkward. Who knows? Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. There will be new flavors coming here throughout uh, the next couple of months, all arriving at Built.com. So make sure to check Built.com regularly for some of those new surprises. There's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday either. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. BetOnline.ag is back, and they are better than ever. They have introduced a new web interface for the start of basketball season and offer more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On to receive that welcome bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. And uh, continuing to recap what we saw in the Wilds, 5-4 to four overtime win over the Ottawa Senators. The one thing that was a little bit of cause for concern was that second period once again. And... We saw the Wilds get off to a 2-0 lead. What's the old adage? The worst lead in hockey, the dreaded 2-0 lead. And the Senators got a goal to make it 2-1. Wild made it 3-1. And then all of a sudden, it was 3-2, 3-3, 4-3. Then the Wild got the equalizer to get it back to 4-4. I don't know what it is, and I tried to watch to see if I could pinpoint anything specifically here in this game tonight, but I think it just comes from this overall trend that we see, especially here uh, in the Minnesota sports landscape, is this notion of playing not to lose as opposed to playing to win. Um, that seemed to really bite the Vikings this past weekend, if you watched that game. And I'm sure Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings uh, touched on that uh, a little bit here uh, over the course of the last couple of days. But it just it seemed like the team, once they got to that 3, once they even got to the 2-0 lead, they started to take their foot off the gas a little bit and um, started to kind of breeze through the uh, the last little bit of that uh, that first period. Then Ottawa gets a goal. And at that point, you're thinking, oh, great. Here we go again. And we got through the first period just fine. Still had the two-goal lead. But then in the second period, it seems like teams have a tendency to come in and to just play super physical. And the Wild get rattled by that. Um, and that led to opportunities that led to penalties to try to you know make up for it and I know one of those penalties was a challenge um, in which the wild were trying to 
they were challenging to see if a high stick had been used uh, before the uh, the goal to make it 3-2. And so you lose that challenge. So that ends up being a two-goal two swing. You lose that challenge, and as a result, then Ottawa goes on the power play, and they score uh, to make it uh, 3-3 at that point, and then they score shortly after that to make it 4-3. So it's, it's one of those things that I think the Wild just kind of ramped down a little bit and then couldn't ramp back up in time before the Senators were able to uh, take the lead. And, you know, it was as quick as you can blink. You look and it's it's 4-3 and you're like, oh, what what is happening now? But credit to the Wilds for battling to get the equalizer and then battling all through the third period they had, as I noted in the open, a ton of great looks in the third period that they just could not get to go. And then in the overtime, they uh, they get the game winner. And so sometimes, you know, you're not going to get a full effort every night. And it's all about battling some of that uh, adversity and coming away with a win uh, at the end of the day. I do think, though, that is something to keep an eye on because um, too many times in the past, I think especially we've seen this team kind of get up to maybe a one or two goal lead, and then they just start to go into kind of grind out the clock mode. Um, would be nice to see a team keep their foot on the accelerator and uh, and try to go for even a three or a four goal lead. I said it in yesterday's show. This was either going to be a game in which the Wild really dominated play, uh, going up against a team coming off of a back-to-back it would have either been a game where the Wild dominate play as they should, or as we saw, the Wilds kind of let Ottawa hang around, and then it ends up being either a close win or a game that the uh, the Wild end up ultimately losing and kind of scratching their heads on. It ended up being the close win variety, but there was definitely an element of the Wild letting Ottawa hang around, especially in that second period that made this game a little more difficult than it needed to be. So we are still on the quest for that full 60-minute game uh, here this season, and the next opportunity to do so will be against Pittsburgh, a team who's scuffling a little bit, uh, to say the least. So should be an opportunity for the Wild to uh, to maybe pick up another win, get to 7-3 and three on the season. Maybe that will be that first full game of the year. That, I think, is going to take us to the end of the episode. We will have a mailbag coming up for you uh, later this week, so keep an eye out for that uh, opportunity to, uh, with a couple of days before the next game for the Wild, um, throw some questions out there and uh, try to dive into some answers, whether it be Minnesota Wild, Iowa Wild, um, whatever else comes to mind. So keep an eye out for that coming later in the week. But uh, for now... A, uh, a nifty 5-4 win for the Wild in overtime. 6-3 and three now on the season. And so uh, a lot to be excited about. But again, still a lot of room for improvement from this team. Make sure that you are following Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. And now that your first listen of the day is done, I'll direct you to Locked on NHL to uh, get a full recap of everything going on throughout the NHL 
game recaps, and uh, big news as well. So uh, head over to Locked On NHL wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow Locked On Wild as well on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And uh, you can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.